Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. Uh, I got the whole gang here today. Uh, these guys in that podcast want to read through uh, some quotes here from a very famous piece of science fiction uh, that that, you know, most of you have probably already heard me talk about it uh, or us talk about it. We've recommended that you read it if you haven't. Uh, but we're going to go through these quotes real quick. For example, until they become conscious, they will never rebel. And, and until after they have rebelled, they cannot become conscious. I, always eyes watching you and the voice enveloping you, a, asleep or awake, indoors or out of doors, in the bath or bed, no escape. Nothing was your own except for the few cubic centimeters in your skull. There was truth and then there was untruth. And if you clung to the truth, ev even against the whole world, you were not mad. You had to live did live from habit that became instinct in the assumption that every sound you made was overheard and except in darkness every moment scrutinized your worst enemy he reflected was your nervous system at any moment the tension inside you was liable to translate itself into some visible symptom who controls the past controls the future who controls the present controls the past we know that no one ever seizes power with the intention of relinquishing it the idea set up by the party was something huge, terrible, and glittering, a world of steel and concrete, of monstrous machines and terrifying weapons, a nation of warriors and fanatics marching forward in perfect unity, all thinking the same thoughts and shouting the same slogans, perpetually working, fighting, triumphing, persecuting 300 million people all with the same face. Power is in tearing human minds to pieces and putting them together again in new shapes of your own choosing. Don't you see that the whole aim of Newspeak is to narrow the range of thought? In the end, we shall make thought crime literally impossible because there will be no words in which to express it. How could you make an appeal to the future when not a trace of you, not even anonymous words scribbled on a piece of paper, could physically survive? Every record has been destroyed or falsified. Every book rewritten. Every picture has been repainted. Every statue and street building has been renamed. Every date has been altered. And the process is continuing day by day, minute by minute. History has stopped. Nothing exists except an endless present in which the party is always right. And if all others accept the lie in which the party imposed, if all records told the same tale, then the lie passed into history and became truth. Who controls the past ran the party slogan controls the future who controls the present controls the past tragedy he perceived belonged into the ancient time to a time when there was still privacy love and friendship and when members of a family stood by one another without needing to know the reason never again will you be capable of ordinary human feeling everything will be dead inside of you never again will you be capable of love or friendship of joy of living or laughter or curiosity or, or courage or integrity you will be hollow we shall squeeze you empty and then we shall fill you with ourselves there will be no curiosity no enjoyment in the process of life all competing pleasures will be destroyed but always do not forget this winston Always there'll be the intoxication of power, constantly increasing and consistently growing subtler. Always at every moment, there will be the thrill of victory, the sensation of trampling on an enemy who is helpless. If you want a picture of the future, imagine a boot stamping on a human face forever. War is a way of shattering to pieces or pouring into the stratosphere or sinking into the depths of the sea. Materials which might otherwise be used to make the masses too comfortable and hence in the long run too intelligent. For the first time, he perceived that if you wanted to keep a secret, you must also 
hide it from yourself. We are the dead. Only uh, our only true life is in the future. We shall take part in as it's handfuls of dust and splinters of bone. But how far away that future may be, there is no knowing. It might be a thousand years. At present, nothing is possible except an extent in the area of sanity. Little by little, we can act collectively. We can only spread our knowledge outwards from individual to individual, generation after generation. In the face of the thought police, there is no other way. You guys might be wondering, well, geez, why are you reading all that off? Well, I don't know if any of you are fucking aware of this, but uh, there is there have been some serious discussions, serious discussions. In fact, it's made the corporate press about uh, needing a reality czar. I don't know if anybody has heard of this yet, but now the actual question of what is real and what isn't real is now in the mainstream. The corporate press is now talking about it, which means that they've been thinking about it for a while. OK, um, well, we'll look at this article. This will be in the show notes from The Washington Times. It says Biden really needs a reality czar truth commission to combat domestic ter- extremists. That means everybody in this call that y'all use and us and eyes and those of you listening, of course, uh, academics and technology experts want President Biden to appoint a reality czar and a truth commission to mitigate the threat of domestic extremists and the spread of conspiracy theories. A piece by the New York Times, a periodical which is the enemy of the people, titled How the Biden Administration Can Help Solve Our Reality Crisis, includes experts from Harvard University, Stanford, the University of Maryland, and other communist organizations with their take on how best to handle hoaxes, lies, and collective delusions. Technology columnist Kevin Rose's piece specifically focuses on the QTARD group. That's not their words. That's mine. (laughs) Claims of widespread election fraud leading to Mr. Biden's election and news disseminated from staunchly conservative media outlets. Now, you might be wondering, this isn't a defense of conservatism in any form, of any kind whatsoever. There, there aren't any conservatives here. There are probably no conservatives listening to the show. At least we probably ran them off after the first few episodes. I would right. hope anyway. They're going to come for you. They're going to come for me. They're going to come for all of us. The minister, like the Ministry of Truth. If you got those quotes are from 1984. They're from George Orwell. And besides, you know, a lot of people give him a shit. Because, I don't know if you guys have read this. He was a socialist. Mm-hmm. He went to Catalonia during the Spanish Civil War. He hung out with the anarchists, the anarcho, uh, the, um, the anarcho syndicalists that took over Catalonia. He was definitely not anybody on the right hand side of the political spectrum. However, he was an anti-authoritarian, which makes him a friend of ours, even though he, his economics might be for shit. That's OK. That's OK. We can deal with that. Right. That right. book that's... isn't about, oh, this is about conservatism versus liberalism. No, no. It's about freedom versus authoritarianism. That's what that book is about. It's just same as Animal Farm. It's about authoritarianism. It's about the power of the state over the individual. And now we're getting to a point where now we're going to have the government who never lies about anything, never hides anything, has your best fucking interest in it. They're going to run the ministry of truth. They're going to determine. That's like when we talked about last week, that was a great documentary that Brian recommended about it was uh, the the social dilemma. And then at the end, they lay the biggest fat fucking steaming pile of horse shit. We're (laughs) like, well, we got to trust, you know, certain news outlets. Well, well, who can we turn to for, not the corporate press. You guys had it. You were running with the ball. You almost scored. And then you pulled down your pants, put the ball underneath you, and you shat all over it like a goddamn ape. What the fuck is wrong with you? Next time, baby. Next. <laughs> 
but I um there's I I really hope that people like I mean you know, we try to have fun on the show and we laugh and but this is some serious shit because next thing you know is what do they do when they find out quote you're not telling the truth oh this this is this is false information you don't think they're gonna throw you in a fucking dungeon for it eventually that's what's gonna happen eventually you're gonna be going to jail or room 101 like in the fucking book and get fucking tortured for uh for uh, not for doing a double speak or un, uh, double plus ungood because those are words that are in the book those are phrases double plus ungood double plus ungood and uh and for thought crime and for for a myriad of things that these are the last people that's why i get so mad at the minarchists like they're like we know the government is fucking terrible you guys but we're going to allow it to have power over the most yeah. vital institutions that threaten but we our still system. need it yeah but we still need the cops yeah. the military i mean and the you courts know, the oh. mosquito plays an important role in this ecosystem you know we yeah. just continue to let them peck at us and drain blood that's right i wanted to ask how, create more brian's been reading a book and he's going to enlighten us a little bit right now on manufacturing consent and that uh, I want to hear about this before I purchase this book. And I'm very interested, by the way. I don't have an audible credit right now. I'm still in the middle of my book where you crane starving to death. Um, I have to check. Tell us about what you're learning from this book, Brian, please. Enlighten oh, us. I mean, I haven't even gotten that far into it yet because I've just been reading it when I had some downtime. But uh, it's by Noam Chomsky. And he worked with somebody else. I can't even remember. I feel bad now. Um, <clears throat> but... Anyway, it talks about how the media and it really does touch hard on the news, but it's literally just any media that we consume uh, is controlled by a group of outlets, basically conglomerates at this point of all of these other companies that have agendas of their own. So it's like any media that they put out would be the perfect vessel for it to be uh, presented to everybody in the country or even on a global scale. And over time, there's been centralization of all of these organizations. So back in, oh man, I don't know, like the fifties, maybe even a little bit after that, uh, there were probably between like 50 and a hundred major corporations or whoever that owned like all forms of media. So like book publishing companies, radio shows, uh, any sort of like television channel or operation, um, magazines, all that. Um, they were, let's say this, I can't remember what percentage, but like by probably like the nineties, they were down to like nine separate companies owning all of that so it's just becoming massively centralized or almost monopolized it's all trending toward one thing and now you look around and see like disney snatching up everybody it's just like well it gets bigger than disney um and there's more than just disney out there and they are in control of so much that you don't even think about every day it's kind of like the social uh dilemma kind of thing it's mm -hmm. just stuff you passively interact with every single day but it's actually shaping everything about what you think about and then by extension like who you even are as a person so uh it goes on to not only like address that uh via the propaganda model is what they it's like the package they tie everything up and put into um okay they called it the propaganda model and they originally wrote this in 1988 
and they updated it in 2002 and it's crazy because it's like hey all this stuff that we were talking about one is still true and two actually applies to other things that we have now linked in the future and it's like so our hypothesis has been tested and so far it's holding up so like and they even in 2002 were estimating the same thing would happen with the internet um like at first it became like this whole separate operation where it was really easy for people to access information outside of what media conglomerates were pushing to them. Mm. But the problem with it is that early on, it took somebody that really had to know what they were doing in order to access that other route. And then by the time everybody else caught up with it, media companies were already dumping millions and millions and billions of dollars into figuring out how the internet would work and how they could game the system. So that the time any mainstream consumers would get there, they'd already have all the traps set up. So it's like any way they thought they could get around media before has now caught up and set up roadblocks in front of them. And it's like, I read that and I was like, oh shit, like they're on their shit in 2002. They definitely know what they're talking about. And then it goes through uh, a lot of history to show examples of times that the media has the interests of these conglomerates also seem to strikingly reflect interests of like political parties and there's like stuff that they meet in the middle on and there's no tension and then there's stuff that different parties disagree on and then it's like weird how that also kind of creates a rift between these media conglomerates but it's like due to buyouts and shifts in size of companies sometimes they're able to be speak a little bit louder than the other ones or reach more people than the other ones so it's like you start to have these ideas that start dominating the society that you're living in and it's just crazy how uh, they can influence public opinion because it's like if there's any other country that the United States is basically in bed with or involved with on any on any level, everything that country does is either outstanding or like even the bad shit's not that bad because it had to be done. And then the really bad shit, it's just not even being released, not even being found out about. But then any other country that it's like the United States has been uh, – not approving of um, in any countries that deal with them usually just happen to be communist countries. It's like weird how <laughs> they chose those ones every time and ones associated with them every time. But um, they'd emphasize every, they'd, every single thing that country was doing would be like blackballed basically. Um, and then anything good coming out of that country wasn't getting out. And it's like, you have all of these, media conglomerates and all of their agendas and it's like we get to decide what is newsworthy uh if there's a professional opinion to be had we decide who the professional professionals are that are going to be delivering the opinion um and everything you see is exactly what they want you to know at that point in time and then there are things that it's like it addresses the fact that by giving you even little snippets of important things are influencing things that are actually important. Even if they like, they tend to give you enough information to piece together that all of it's bullshit just because like sooner or later, somebody was going to put it all together, but then they find a way to make that play into everything that they're doing. So it's like the fact that there's inconsistencies technically make it a more believable system 
So it's like, oh, we couldn't possibly be in control because how would we have let you find out about that? And it's like, oh, no, like, we're not doing anything. Everything's like, it's, and then everybody's like, oh, yeah, maybe they're right. And then they go back to doing whatever the fuck they were doing. It's like the perfect distractions built in. Like, they have thought about fucking everything. And it just goes through history of how they've done that. And then I all I can think about is how <laughs> it's applying every single day in a, a terrifyingly similar manner. And I'm not even like through the first few chapters of that book. And it's a, it's a, I think it's like 400 or 500 pages. So I did a little bit of research uh, on the, the, the phrase manufacturing consent. And one of the, one of the older ones was about how cigarette companies got more of the population to smoke back in the 1920s. Uh, specifically with women. Women were in un, uh, were an unexploited um, client base for tobacco companies. And that's how, um, first of all, I didn't know, like, women were, were, were I guess, uh, I don't know, they, maybe they, it wasn't that there was like a law, but they were, I guess, encouraged not to smoke before that. But cigarette smoking really took off after the First World War because everybody in the trenches was smoking for many different reasons. A lot of it to hide the smell of everything, but I mean, you're, you could be die, You could die at any moment. So might as well, you know, light them if you, you know, smoke them if you got them, excuse me, but they targeted women because women weren't smoking as much as men. And then they began to manipulate the media in order to make sure that they, you know, that they could, I guess, push people in a general direction. It does play back into um, the social dilemma in how they you don't even know you're doing it and you, you don't even know you're heading in that direction, which is the very troubling aspect of this, because you'd like to think that you're in complete control of, of your desires of what you're into. Like, you know, I, I don't know if anybody sees it more and more when you get on social media. It's a lot of advertisements for stuff that you've either looked at um on uh, amazon or another retail or another retail server mostly it's amazon because they have the money to pay for the advertising that to, that they can throw it into your face on like instagram for example um they I, I i got a sweater i bought one sweater once and i tell you what amazon really likes to let me know about their entire sweater collection that they have <laughs> i mean of all different designs. like i hear you like sweaters good sir we have a variety <laughs> available it's true, man. They got this one whack one that's uh, that's got like a 1970s uh, fucking, uh, I don't know, design on it. I was like, I might get that just to be ironic. I don't know if I want to, though. And I'm like, ooh, $30. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm on I'm on here to see what happened to the fucking hockey game. What the fuck? You know what <laughs> I, I wind up on Amazon. <laughs> that happens yeah. to me all the time, dude. Like, I get distracted. I'm like, I need yeah. to do this. And then I'm like, oh wait and then if like five other oh, yeah. things popped up i'm like oh yeah i gotta do that too and then i'm like down a hole somewhere and then i'm like wait, oh yeah i wanted to do this one fucking yeah. thing and they I send just... me emails about blu-rays all the time they men in black do they just like erased your right? memory they did i know motherfuckers but yeah tracking, it, tracking everything you do everything you purchase everything you look at it plays into what we well you know what george orwell was talking about in 1984 where everything is monitored and not only I mean, thank goodness for Edward Snowden, because we found out what the truth was, uh, what was happening with our cell phones actually being hot mics at any point in time. Uncle Sugar can tap in there and listen to your conversation in real time. But you know how people made the joke like you hear it all the time. They're like, you know, we, we were just talking about this. And next thing you know, I see an ad for it on my phone. 
Well, I don't find that to be coincidence in in the in the smallest fashion whatsoever. That that is absolutely happening because it's listening and it's gathering information. The problem with manufacturing consent, and when I think of that, think about this. When you think about manufacturing consent, how many people did it take to consent to, let's say, the, the Holocaust, for example, where six million Jews were killed over uh, a five and a half year, six year period well, industrially, okay, um, with, you know, death camps and whatnot? Um, how, how, I mean, that, there had to be some consent from a portion of the population, right? either by coercion, which means you're going to go along with this or you're going to be riding the rails too, which is a form of, con- uh, of manufacturing consent, even if it's coerced, right? You're not rebelling against it in a sense. I mean, at all, excuse me, but you're kind of tacitly agreeing with it because you're not actively trying to stop it, right? You're right. like, okay, well, you know, they're going, to, they're going to put me on the train in the meat wagon too, and I'm going to be on my way to a place in Poland if I don't behave myself. So I guess I'll go along with it because they're just Jews, right? They're just my Jewish neighbors or what have you. Um, or they're just homosexuals, or they're dissident uh, clergy from uh, some of the bigger churches that that got sent there too. Those that did speak out got sent. Um, the same thing with the Soviet Union, right? I mean, it, you know, in a sense, the state manu- uh, manufactures consent, but by coercive methods. Now, the the idea in, in 1984 at the end is when Winston. Spoiler: If any of you haven't read it, here it comes. So Winston is the main character and he he falls he falls in love with this lady named Julia. They were part of the uh, the outer party, which wasn't as cool as the inner party, the inner party. So you had the inner party, which was like, you know, the the I guess you could call them the central committee of the Communist Party, let's say like they're the ones that are like going to Uncle Joe's DACA near the Black Sea to watch cowboy movies and and drink whiskey till four o'clock in the morning, which is what he did. Uh, then you had the outer party, which is like party. Well, yeah, if you're if you're the in crowd. Yeah, sure. It's great. It, it's warm under the devil's wing. Right. But um, oh, yeah. the, the outer party that wasn't as privy to the plans of the state and what was going on. But you were still a member of the party that had to keep discipline. You had to do the five minutes hate where you had to show up and look at this telescreen of who they thought was their enemy. And. Winston falls in love with this girl. They both turn out to be thinking the same thing. Like, this is all bullshit, right? This is all bullshit. Like, everybody knows it's bullshit, that they shouldn't be doing this. But eventually, what happens, they both get caught. And they send send Winston to Room 101, which is a room where they break him. They torture him. They get him to admit that 2 plus 2 is 5. It's what, and, and I believe that the torture is like, it's whatever we say it is. You know what I mean? We will get you to agree with whatever we say it is. And then at the end, when he's drinking gin, it's called victory gin. They had like victory cigarettes and victory gin. It was like the, uh, the, the state, the, the state drink, like it was like a state company that ran it or what have you. And uh, at the end he was like, Oh my gosh, I love big brother. Like he was broken so well by the state that he embraced his his uh, acquiescence he embraced his consent to being a part of this because he was broken like his spirit was broken and he was in a, in a way coerced to be a part of it and that's the part i think that we should all worry about is the you know the state possesses tools to get you i love it when you hear people say you know i'll never i'll never talk no matter what let me explain something to you 
he, a friend of mine has come up in conversation quite a few times on this show, and he's a, a 75th Ranger Regiment uh, fellow who did time over in the sandbox for a while, an 82nd Airborne guy. I think he went to a thing called Sears, Sears School or some shit yeah, like Sears. that. Okay, thank you. It's like survival, evasion, resistance, and escape school. They nope. teach you like how to survive being tortured. Well, you know what he told me? He said, everybody breaks. Everybody breaks eventually. They eventually figure you out. He said you had to take the small victories in holding out for an X amount of time, no matter what they do to you. But in the end, everybody, you, nobody, like, and, and there was a good movie called Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. It's with um, uh, Tom Hardy. And one of the characters gets captured by the KGB and is fucking uh, tortured psychologically and physically in Russia. And he eventually gets released. Uh, you know, they send him back as part of a deal, you know, like a, a prisoner swap between the two superpowers. Well, at least well, between Great Britain and uh, the Soviet Union. And his boss asked him, he's like, would you give him? And he goes, everything. I mean, eventually they get everything right. Eventually they figure it out. Um, there's only some I mean, think about what they did. And I think in Vietnam, what was it? The bamboo shoots underneath the fingernails. Uh, that was a Japanese World War Two thing. Oh, was it? Okay, that yeah. doesn't sound fun either, no matter who's doing They'd it. They'd hang them horizontal, like, yeah, parallel to the ground, and then grow bamboo underneath them, because it grows so fast, it would actually grow through you. Yikes. That doesn't sound fun at all. But yeah, I mean, eventually everybody's going to crack, or like in, uh, I think Michael Malice was talking about it the other day, where in uh, the Soviet Union, they uh, they got somebody who they wanted, to con they wanted him to confess, and Stalin had his daughter brought in, and they raped her in front of him. Yeah, the gang raped his daughter in front of the individual in question, and he gave them every kind of he, he probably confessed to shit that happened before he was born. Kind of like what we did to uh, a certain individual in Guantanamo Bay who confessed to shit that uh, he had literally no part of, because when you're being tortured and broken, you're going to I mean, it's. I love hearing the tough guy talk, man. I love hearing that shit because everybody wants to think that they're going to be the hero in the fucking movie. Chances are you're not going to be. Okay. They, but your best bet is that they take you out. What was it in V for Vendetta? They take you out behind the, the chemical shed and shoot mm -hmm. you. You know, you get, you want to get to that point. Yeah. Where you're like, thanks. I'd rather be shot behind the chemical shed. Well, sure. I mean, that's probably an inevitability if you're in that position anyway, I would say, but this idea, like we, we as free thinking people have to be very conscious of what we're digesting. Like, for example, I don't watch the fucking news. I don't I, I hate the mainstream media with a passion. And I don't want I like like uh, Brian was saying the other day, most of us probably get our news from Twitter, from our friends that are sharing things or like the free thought project or, you know, different websites, uh, alternative media sources that are, you know, giving maybe a little bit of commentary, but they're not from the uh the, the the media industrial complex you know the abc's nbc's and all that other shit and like you even said even if it is though like i so many other people are already talking about all that stuff the mainstream stuff that you're going to run into it anyway you don't what's the point of even true. going and watching tv or like taking my time to do it if they're just going to be talking about all the important shit on the internet anyway but that's also right. how they like they know people are thinking like that so they're like yeah. oh like we'll just put the real juicy shit on the internet and then like They'll be distracted from whatever. Yeah, that's a good point. But the, my question to you is this. What 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 do you do as a free thinking individual to keep yourself aware and keep yourself free of being manipulated apart from avoiding 
the um, the state media outlets that control the narrative and get people to, you know, tacitly accept certain things. What do you think is the best way to avoid that? And the reason why I'm asking that is because in those in those of you, the um, the 18 and a half, it's not 17 and a half, the 18 and a half that are that are listening to this show. Numbers are growing. Yeah, that's exponential growth. Right. <laughs> right? Uh, those of you also know that, you know, that we as a very, very, very small part of the alternative media, um, we would be one like they already said that they wanted to target podcasters simply because they can't control what Chris, Angel, Brian and myself say or what Joe Rogan says. And Joe Rogan has a, you know, I mean, his audience, I think, is the largest audience. But even if the the, the, uh, the commies over there at uh, the Young Turks or the Jacobin or what have you, those people have a right to have their interpretation of what's happening, too. Uh, I wouldn't listen. I never do right. listen. I just, right. We don't have to agree with them, but they can not say at all the fuck they want. Yeah. What? But if if and the best part about that is, is if these lefty outlets think that they're going to avoid being uh, smacked with the censor button, you must be out of your goddamn mind. No, they'll, they'll, they'll be the we'll first ones they go after after Absolutely. they're done purging everybody else that they want. And then they'll turn on whoever allied with them. Agreed. I don't know. We I, don't like what you guys are saying. Right. Right. I just think that you have to try to think for yourself and think and think about, OK, what part of this makes sense? Let me think this through. And once you actually think it through and think about like every single step of the way, then you can like disseminate the information and decide, OK, this is either. I'm going to put this in the fact pile or I'm going to put this in the bullshit pile or it's somewhere in between, right? Like you, you have to always have those you have to have critical thinking skills. Yeah. Otherwise you can't, I mean, you're not going to be able to mm-hmm. decipher anything and decide for yourself. Like you really have to think, okay, start from what they're saying from a to, to, you mm-hmm. know, double a to a to Z to, you know, AA to ZZ, whatever, however you want to categorize it, you have to, you have to break it down like that. And sure. that's how you figure it out. Like, I know that sounds oversimplified, but that's what you have to do. I don't know if it's oversimplified, but let me ask you this question. Is it possible to teach adults who I, I consider, you know, I consider those of you who are listening and those of us in this group, the people who are, are free thinkers for the, they, 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 that we think for ourselves that we're almost in an elite company because if you look around you, you see a lot of the NPC robotic parroting of what I heard from the mainstream media or what I heard the New York Times. I read an article in the New York Times, therefore I'm the most educated person on the planet. Um, a periodical that's never met a war it didn't like, uh, I should have had, <laughs> um, and also ran a uh, cover for Stalin during the uh, slaughter of the Ukrainians. I know we've talked about this before. But how do you get somebody, Angel, to think critically when they haven't broke? Because in a sense, we all kind of broke our programming, right? All of us did. Now, here's the thing. I'm a little bit further along than you guys were. Like like young Brian down here figured it out at a very young age, right? He figured it out at a very young age. You, Angel, from what I understand, you figured it out at a young age. And so did Christopher. I was late to the party. I was late to the party more so than any of you were. But what is the strategy for breaking? Like, I know what Christopher, like Christopher and I talked about this. I, I'll say it again. Alex Jones was a huge part of me breaking that programming. 
he was like, hang on a second here. There is a global cabal and, you know, the Bilderberger group and, and all that shit and the trilateral commission. And like, it's interesting at first. And then even in a bullshit sandwich, there's a shred of truth to, a, to, to whatever's in it there that you have to be able to pick through it. It kind of sucks, but how would you approach it? Because you've, you've said that you, you know, you have coworkers who, you know, toe the line mm-hmm. one way or the other. Mm-hmm. I mean, how, how would you, and maybe not so much with them, but let's say somebody in casual conversation, how would you try to spark that critical thinking that they have somewhere in their skull cap? Um, just by asking a simple question that isn't too complicated, um, you know, asking why. So why, why is it that this person or this story, why is it that they want you to think that? What's their goal or what is their motivation it's a good one in getting you to under read this article and accept it accept what they're saying in it mm-hmm. what why are they doing it what's the end goal for them is okay. it to win you over or is it to present this information as factual as 100 percent factual is do they have an an another motive to get you to buy into whatever it is that they're saying it could be a used car salesman and have nothing to do with politics sure why just always why is yeah, the question that's a, okay all right that's a good one what about the rest of you guys what do you think uh just chime in i i, I don't know i guess uh Man, it's like it, it's hard to like have conversations with particular people, but like I know I like try to like like plant little seeds, you know what I mean? Like talk about points that like you have to like rope people in slowly and you have to like you have to find where that common ground is that you have with that person, regardless of what their political view is. Like you're bound to have common ground somewhere, anywhere. And like sure. you have to like get footing on that common ground to be able to like really like like someone has to really trust you for you be, to be able to like break that crack that programming and get somebody to like think critically. And I really think like that most people like most people enjoy being told what to do. Most people don't I want agree. freedom. Most people don't want to fucking think for themselves. And that's 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 like the hopeless part of it is most people just don't want that, man. And if somebody doesn't want that, like there has to be something within somebody has to want to you know want to have freedom want to have critical thought want to be able to do all that stuff there has to be a spark within somebody for you to be able to kind of like ignite that fire so to speak and there's a lot of people that just don't want to hear that shit and it's like you can talk to people till you're blue in the face and nothing will sink in because they'll just delete it just instantly just forget what you what you told them so, like, I, I think a lot of it has to be, like, some people have to have, like, a, a curious nature, a willingness, like, the, the critical thinking skills. Like, like I've always been a curious person. Like, I see something or hear something I don't know about. Like, I'm going to look it up, look up definitions. Like, you know, if it's something historical, look up context around it. Like, mm-hmm. try and complete the picture instead of – because I feel like that's what they – like, Like that's – the corporate media is all about framing perspectives. Like, you know, they feed you only what they want you to see. And it's like, what's what's the bigger picture? What's off frame here? You know, just like Angel was saying, like, what are they not telling us? What's their ultimate goal? Like, there's something hidden there. And you have to be able to, like, dig and, like, like it takes effort. You know what I mean? Like, and I think that scares a lot of people. I think a lot of people oh, yeah. just don't, don't want to think for themselves, don't 
a lot of people just love being fed bullshit and they're happy. They're happy and they're maybe not happy, but complacent, I think would probably be a, a better, uh, a better word. Like people are just complacent. So All right. uh, that's my take on it. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. All right, Brian, what do you think? And again, this is just trying to like show people or like try to make them aware. How to how would you do that? Mm-hmm. Is the question. Um, I think that's like I still don't really know what the best way is because it's like I mean you can, yeah, like everybody has been saying you can talk and talk and talk until you're blue in the face. And some people, it's like if they weren't going to do it, they're not going to do it. Doesn't matter how big you make the sign, right? They're not going to read it. But <laughs> it's like somebody the the people that will listen to you, the people that will entertain you, even if they can't find a reason that they know of that they're entertaining you. It's like part of them wanted to hear what you have to say. So there definitely is a certain level of interest that they have to have, I guess, like intrinsically. But I think you just have to like find a way to make them change their steps up a little bit, like something that just makes them stop in place for a split second, realize that they were in motion. And now that they are not, now they are not. And it's like, you see everything slightly differently. And then you go right back into step. And it's like, just saying like wacky shit, like stuff that like when my friends and I would trip, it would be stuff that we would think about. And then we'd bring it back around when we were sober and just try to slide it into like normal conversation. And other people yeah. would be like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> or they'll just be like, wait, what are you guys even saying right now? And it's like, we might not even actually know what we're saying anymore, but it's like, it changed it up. And now they're like, what could possibly have made them say that? Yeah. And it's like, uh, or there's like fun shit. Uh, Cause it's like, even you stumble, you stumble over words occasionally and like say something that turned out to be kind of funny. And it's like, huh, like that's interesting. It's just one of those things that makes you think for like a split second. Like I was trying to tell somebody once, I was like, you have no idea how close you're pushing it. But like me trying to sound urgent, I said like, you have no idea how push you're closing it. And they were like, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> and I was like, oh shit. Like the gears just slipped up a little bit. And it's like, wait, there's gears. Like, what do you mean there's gears? And then it's like, you're already a level deeper. And then you start looking around all that stuff. And then you find something that like slips that system up. And then you're like, oh shit, there's another system of play I didn't even know about. Mm-hmm. And then you just keep going deeper from there. And it's like, you can see that in people's conversations. And it's sometimes I think the biggest thing I'm trying to figure out is like how much of it is just you putting it there when it wasn't really there. You're just projecting your bullshit or whatever mm-hmm. onto a situation where it didn't even apply at all. But it's like, if you bring it up now, everybody else is thinking about it. So it's like, when do I keep my mouth shut kind of a thing and just keep that shit in my head? Because it's like, you have people that are capable of critical thinking. And then sooner or later, people realize now they have a choice. Yeah. They can use this solely for their own good and manipulate other people if they find out a way for it to benefit them because maybe they're not thinking at that level but it also takes critical thinking to know when to bring something up and when to to not bring it up yeah oh yeah that's the biggest thing about wisdom is knowing when to shut the fuck up like you gotta really definitely gotta know your audience man Mm -hmm. read the room read the room yep and And that takes skill yeah Uh, for sure it does it does it's like 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 even like where i work like there's there's conservatives and there's you know like leftist liberals and stuff like that at work and it's like i i can get along with everybody man like even if i think your ideology is fucked but like right it was like i was saying it's just all about finding that like there's common ground somewhere man you got to get a footing on that and once you have that common ground with somebody especially if they trust you like you have to 
and there has to be a level of trust that like whenever you say something to somebody they're not gonna be like come on dude that's bullshit you know like they really right. have to like trust you for you to be able to say something and have them be like oh yeah i, I kind of see where you're coming from and then sure you know like i said spark a little bit of that curiosity i think it definitely takes a level of curiosity too once again a lot of people just a lot of people just don't care a lot of people just you know, want to be a cog in the machine and just keep marching, you know, keep, feel, sticking, keep going. Yeah. A, a lot of people either know it and choose and try as hard as they can to not think about it. Mm-hmm. Or it's like people realize that even like there might not be something there on the other side, but it's like even entertaining that initial thought about something being on the other side mm-hmm. is enough to just dominate your entire life. And they're like, I don't want that kind of burden. So like whether you consciously make that choice or not, maybe it's just something you avoid or tell yourself you aren't even aware of. And it's like a self-defense kind of thing because then it's like, oh, yeah. it can go anywhere. And sometimes it's not a fun place. It can be really fucking dark. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Oh shit. Like I'd like to go back, but it's like, how do I unsee it's all like of a, the things? The fucking the levels of acceptance, man. Like you go through like oh, yeah. despair well, and anger what can you get comfortable with? Confusion like, and... Yeah, but, it's true. I don't know. Like here's a good one for you guys. Uh, since we all, uh, we all enjoy um, music that's not part of the mainstream. Uh, that's one of the things that I also can see from a lot of individuals who haven't been able to break their programming or refuse to is the kind of, um, I guess I hate to say it, but the kind of culture that they ingest. Uh, if For a lot of us, I know that a lot of us are big readers. Uh, a lot of us, because it's a long format and we do enjoy taking our time and uh, completely digesting theories and evidence and coming to conclusions and seeing if the hypothesis holds up against a scientific method, depending on what you're reading and also understanding the past so that you can avoid some of these pitfalls in the future. Um, you could find different ways to fall into the same pit. True. That's another, that's another option. There's plenty of or, options. Or if you're reading something for pure entertainment. True. Right. Yeah. But a lot of the stuff, like, for example, let's take music. Christopher was influenced really heavy by punk rock. A punk rock's been a big part of my life, and I know that uh, that Scott Punk has been a big part of your life too, Brian. And, <laughs> and uh, Angel and I also share uh, our our metalhead background. Like all of it, all of that music has something in common. It, it's a soundtrack of rebellion. And hip, early hip hop was the same stuff too. Mm-hmm. Early hip hop. But if you see the garbage that people are ingesting right now, it's completely empty. It's empty cal. It's the empty calories of entertainment. Yeah. It's, it's it's the fucking Kardashian show, but music. Right, I think they're done. Right, right. They finally done. They finally like ended the Kardashians, which I don't even know how long. Like it's been on. It's been on years. since I was a child. Like it might have been on longer than I've been alive. Okay. I don't even know. Oh, and it's like, been, it's been on for a long time, which is crazy to think about. Like holy shit. <sighs> I, don't I don't know. Let's see. Let's take a look real quick. Let's see how long. But like what are they replace? They're gonna have a vacuum to fill. There's gonna be there's gonna be uh, distress just- in the Middle East. Like who's gonna intervene? <laughs> They'll just fill it with some other fucking stupid oh, yeah. reality show that isn't really, re- really reality. Just some sort of. I was gonna say like it's all scripted. Yeah, it's some reality like, show. My fucking ass. Everything. Yeah, like they're really scripted. in the fucking this is a simulation. Like, yeah, yeah, Alaska wilderness somewhere. Get the fuck out of here. It's all bullshit. Two thousand seven. It started. Damn. It's got twenty. What, the Kardashians. Mm-hmm. Correct. Correct. They're uh, such they're such vapid fucking people. Vapid. They're so fucking smart though. Like they literally sold us nothing, and we ate that shit up. Like I didn't eat any. I did well, not partake. We're in talking that about it right buddy, now. But, but well, I no, yeah, but but like, no, I, yeah, like I, I people did do not watch that, that shit. shit. I, I, I I did not partake either. 
I only, no, I a only lot of people it. did, man. A lot of people loved it. They shit, found man. a way to leverage so much money out of a horse shit factory. Like, <laughs> right? That's, true. that's kind of that's kind of like an insult to horse shit. Like, at least you probably <laughs> use that. Like, but like, you know what I mean? Like, yes. Yes. It does have a use. But, that's right. That's no, fair. it's smart, man. It, it, I mean, it's definitely got a use for somebody because it's rotting our fucking brains while they're out, like, actually influencing the direction the world is going to be moving. That's true. But like it gets back again to that consumption of culture. Like if you that's a lot of times I also know that when something is an absolutely a no go zone, an absolute lost cause is when I say when I find out what kind of music you listen to, what kind of entertainment you you take in like, oh, oh, you watch it. Like if I if if I'm having a conversation about politics with somebody and if they brought up keeping up with the fucking Kardashians, I'm like, you know something? I got diarrhea. I got to go. I got to get the fuck out of here. My yeah. Yeah. I got to go fucking poop. Uh, I'll catch you later. <laughs> right. Exactly. Because it's the don't wait for me, calorie, man. It's 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 absolute unmitigated horseshit. Um, yeah. But again, an insult to horseshit. Horseshit has its uses. Yeah. Um, sure does, man. But that's that's always a good barometer to see where somebody is intellectually. And that's not to say that, again, that's not a one size fit all. I mean, there could be people who enjoy the absolute absence of any kind of thinking by watching that garbage. Right. Yeah, they like, need it to decompress. It's right. Just, yeah, I've, so I've, I get it. Like, yeah, I have a, a co-worker that says that she like it's nonsense. Like she watches like the uh, real housewives and she was like, it's oh. just because I don't want to think about anything because I right. spend so much time thinking about all of this other shit all the time. I just need something at like three o'clock in the morning when I wake <laughs> up and I can't sleep. That's fucking <laughs> retarded, you know, and like she falls asleep to it. So I oh, don't know. Man. You know, I mean, it's like stuff like the Eric Andre show late at night, adult swim. It's like, that's exactly the people that are watching that shit or the people that are like, Oh, I just need anything to watch while I'm falling asleep. Well, but yeah, like, there's also some whack shit happening. Like, yeah, exactly. That or they're ripped and they're just going to be up all night. And it's like, well, fuck, we got, somebody's got to be there for them, you know? Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah. That's like, they did a service to society, man. How many people would have freaked out? Cause they're just like, there's nowhere to go. So they just keep yeah. going inward and like, it's good to go inward, but it's like, there's nowhere else to go. Sometimes it gets wacky and you're just like, fuck, I need a break, anything. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, yeah, bird up Eric Andre. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> or Rick and Morty or yeah. Rick and Morty. You know what? You've got me turned on to that show and that's a lot deeper than the appears on the surface like that oh it, yeah you can yeah you can analyze it at whatever level you want you can again i don't know if it's projecting or not but it's like you can take it as deep as you want and find something and that's like the absurdism aspect of it oh yeah 100 percent. i found adventure time to be like that I too see i still need to watch that and i heard the regular show is pretty good too the yeah, regular show that's another absurdist show it's really it's, it's, it's a oh, blue jay and a it. raccoon bro mm-hmm. I, yeah i love the i like the animation for it and like the two characters but i've never seen it oh but it's like, excellent yeah that's like i need to watch that shit i've been re-watching futurama too and that show fucking hits me every time it's, it's just a good like, show oof. it really is um we were having a discussion uh before i just want to I, let's i want to <laughs> on, a, on a lighter note American Dad versus uh, Family Guy. Christopher and I are firmly in the camp of American Dad. How do you feel, Brian? Man, I haven't seen either of them in their entirety. I used to be a huge Family Guy fan, though, probably like from when I was in middle school until like easily when I graduated high school. Okay. um, I never really 
like I was aware of American Dad, like maybe passively saw like an episode or two, like the the entire time I was watching Family Guy. But it was like Family Guy was like dominating the market. Um, And then I don't think I watched American Dad until I was like a freshman in college or maybe even after because like one of my friends was watching it and he's like, I think you'd really like it. And I was like, I mean, it's the same shit, right? Like it's fucking Seth MacFarlane is he's got like four different shows and they're all the same thing but like no i watched it and uh it was pretty funny i think at the time i might have gotten caught up completely i don't know if they're even still airing new stuff but yeah it's on tbs mm-hmm. now oh yep. shit. and like they're getting ready i think they're either it's like season 14 or 15 they're getting ready to do Damn. something like that yeah so it, it's still on the air been on the but, air since 2005 yeah it's fucking <laughs> it's great like yeah they, I, I, I love American Dad. Yeah. I think fucking 100%. Stan is hilarious. Roger. Like, <laughs> like Roger. I was going to say Roger's hands down. I think that's the best character he's ever created is Roger. Easily. There's just something about yeah. that. Uh, and the goldfish, Klaus. He's, oh, I love He's got Klaus. some weird shit going yeah. on. Fucking little yeah. Nazi bastard. Yeah. <laughs> he just wants people to love him and nobody gives a fuck. <laughs> you know? It's like, shut up, fish. Shut up, fish. Yep. <laughs> But I, I was just curious how you felt about that. Well, you know, you've got a lot of homework to do now, Brian. You have to catch oh, up. Like, the- I've got so many books to read, so many songs to listen to, so many movies to watch, so many shows. And I'm just like, fuck, like, how do I, I don't have time for the news right now. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, no. I don't give it's a good. shit about that. You, you guys are out there wearing two masks now. Like, what? Like, right. I don't know. Double bag. Wearing two masks and fucking sticking a forearm size cotton swab up your asshole to fucking take a coronavirus. <laughs> test. Oh, man. Did, but, you see, did you see Biden says that uh, the masks are going to be well into next year? Yeah, <laughs> but we already knew this. They move, they, ch- they move the shit every day. Like, literally, that's why yeah, I'm convinced. They, yeah, they just keep I moving am, the goalposts. I am fucking convinced, like, every day that this is literally just a simulation and they're oh, trying yeah. to make shit as whack as they can before it's like, all right, like, right. no, like, you guys, I'm done. Like, like I don't know what the masks, fuck you want to do. Anal swab. And then every day it's like, oh, they're flip flopping all over the place, and it's like, okay, like I'll play along, I'll play the game, I enjoy being alive, but it's like, what, what can I do? What are you? What should I do? Who are you? (laughs) May I I speak to your manager? (laughs) I don't wear my mask at work because we don't have to because it's a small office and we all have our individual offices, so I don't wear my mask there. Yeah, like I. There's a imagine. sign on our building that says you have to wear a mask when you go inside. I fucking ignore that shit. Go straight inside. Go up the fucking steps. I wash my hands when I get inside. Like, you know, I, I fucking I wipe everything down like my desk and all this shit like all the time, like yeah. even before this fucking shit. So like, I don't care. I just have shit delivered in my house. I don't even go to the grocery store. Like, I'm just done. That's it. That's it. And I go yeah. out to eat if I want. I just sit down. I go inside the fucking restaurant with the mask on and then i sit down at the table and then i fucking take the mask off that's yeah because that's that's what everybody right. does that's it's the only like, time you can catch coronavirus in a restaurant standing up man between the entrance and your table once you get to your table there's like this invisible shield that goes up you know yeah. and it's like you crouch down and can't no see you, corona man. here we're eating brah <laughs> <laughs> yeah the coronavirus like god damn it Yes, yeah, son right. of a bitch, you're sitting at the table. Ten oh one, Christopher, and you're out in that parking lot. I'm gonna get your ass. Right, right. Yep. Although, although Ohio did ease the war communism just a little bit because bars yeah, are what they do now. What happened? They 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 ease the restrictions on bars. They let them stay open an extra hour. Bars. Oh, oh, God save the king. Damn. God save the king. Right, right. So what? It's eleven now or midnight? 
11, but like they're yeah. doing last call at like 10, 15. Jesus <laughs> right. So it's really, it's not like, Ooh, we'll take everything from you and give them a little piece back and you'll be thankful for right? it. Just right. Just piecemeal it back to him. That's right. Mm. Well, check this out. So if you, you go on to you remember 2019, mm. oh. didn't it taste good guys? Remember? I bet you'd love some of it right now. You guys bitched <laughs> about it the entire time, but right? I bet you'd give anything for one piece of it. Oh, you, that's not too far from the truth. So, if you go onto Google and type in CDC masks and the word ineffective, it, it like, you know how the autofill disappears immediately. Mm-hmm. Like there's, so if you go on there, you can click on a thing that's uh, from drugstorenews.com. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's from Atlanta, Georgia, a city of great note that said uh, face mask may not be an effective barrier against the spread of influenza. The Center for Disease, Disease Control and Prevention revealed in a study posted last week on its website. During the 2006 and 2007 winter season, CDC recruited 286 exposed adults from 143 households who have been exposed to a, a child with clinically resp- clinical, clinical respiratory illness. We found that adherence to mask use significantly reduced the risk of ILI-associated Ill- infection, but less than 50% of participants wore masks most of the time. We concluded that the household use of face masks is associated with low adherence and is ineffective for controlling seasonal respiratory disease. Okay, so then you go back, then immediately below that in the Google search, it'll say fact check. CDC does not find that masks are ineffective. Hmm. Well, uh, I guess this is newspeak, right? Like this is uh, no, we never said that. We never said no, 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 yeah. two masks, two masks tightly fitted to your face. So that will count you as a fucking COVID death when you pass out because you fucking suffocate, you fucking jerk off. Like, really? Like, we're going to play this game. It's absolutely unbelievable to me. I, well, I, I mean, that's the as time passes, they get to find new information. And it's like sometimes they really do find new information. And it's like, hey, this is helpful. We should be doing it. But then it's like, well, we've already fucked you so many times in the past. Are you really going to believe this? And it's like. Then you get upset that people don't. (laughs) And then other people start getting upset with you because like, you're one of the people that don't like, how could you possibly know what to believe from these people? But it's like, then everybody else is like, how could you possibly be who you are? And it's like, we have to like beat that out of you basically because you are. Yeah. Yeah. There's no question about it. And it's kind of like a, you know how the Catholic people go to church and get ashes on their forehead the first yeah. Wednesday? I think yeah. like the mask is a symbol of adherence to the cult belief. You know what I mean? It's kind of like uh, the mark that you wear that says, "Hey, it's like uh, like circumcision was for Jewish folks back in the in the in the biblical days." This is kind of like the same thing, you right? Think people are going to start wearing veils to signify like the era of coronavirus, <laughs> as if it were like a religious thing. Bro? This is some wild shit going on. Now, I think that uh, Joe Biden, the corpse, he probably isn't going to get what he wants because he can't mandate anything federally. If we're going to play the Constitution game, he can't do anything federally. But not that it matters. Right. No, but they're about to they're debating whether or not they can go into houses to take guns. And if it touches anything, and it's, it's like, oh, yeah, like without a warrant. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, no, you can't, but you can't. Like, it literally says you can't do that. And they're like, well, we're going to take another look at it. And I guarantee they'll come up with some new fucking shit. Oh, yeah. They'll be like, oh, there was like this little smudge in the ink that we fucking <laughs> like, oh, it says this actually. So, yeah, we can do all that. Right. I'm sure that it is. We taught we um we we know that. OK, so if we look at the breakdown of the nine. OK, so I this is like if we're going to place bets, which we're not, we're just going to go ahead and prognosticate. 
So Angel doesn't have to get upset. Okay. No bets are being made. You can place bets. I just, I've, I've lost track. Okay. <laughs> Don't worry. We're not placing a bet. My bet is John Roberts, Sotomayor, and uh, what's her face? Uh, Elena Kagan. And um, oh, who is the other one? I think, I think um, uh, Kavanaugh, at least they vote for it. I, I can't see how the Supreme Court is not going to take the cop side on this one. Well, didn't they just oh, fucking vote a hundred? The Senate voted like a hundred to zero on something for police reform. Oh, really? I thought yeah. I swear no. I thought oh, I something about that happening. Stop it. But no, it was literally like a hundred to zero, oh. like no dissenting opinion on this vote, whatever it was. And it was something to do with. I swear, like I don't want to say more <laughs> than that. For or fact against. check him like Jay. against like it was literally like was both against, sides yeah against reforming like, the police. yeah exactly yeah, why would the, why would you oh no exactly but they're just like no instant flip like sorry like you took the bait we got what we wanted like fuck you and yeah. then just <laughs> left like no like they're gonna fucking take their standing army off of the back of your fucking neck like no no, no absolutely not like that's what they use they sweet talked you into giving away what they wanted from you mm -hmm. and now it's like oh sucks like you lost it now i have it like you got to come to me for even more shit now all uh, i can find is stuff from june that say senate democrats block police reform bill oh, fuck. Uh, all right maybe it might have just been a meme but like it cracked me up because it's like well, I mean, it's that's probably gonna be what oh. is gonna happen like they voted for a prosecutor and a dude who wrote the uh, who authored the 1994 crime bill of course you're not gonna get you must be adding your goddamn mind if you right. think that these fucking so-called liberals are going to uh, defund the police. And that's fucking, fucking funny. Come on, our heart. Miss Piggy locking up parents for fucking truancy. You know, for having from prison labor. Yeah. yeah, there's literally there's accounts that locked up. Yep. that retweet all the shit. It's like people that are like, wait, are you telling me the Democrats like? aren't gonna do any of that shit. it's just it's literally just all of the like come to jesus moments they're having or it's like just picture after picture after like post after post and it's just like you fucking lied to us like this is going to come back to hurt you in four years uh -huh, or something sure and it's will. like they'll, you, no, they'll have, no. you believe in yeah, some other sure bullshit yeah sure but it will just like four uh more years. Four <laughs> more years. right right and, like right. the fucking it's like them with a can of fucking beer and it's like biden's beer or something and they pull the sticker off and it says bush light <laughs> that's I just a good keep one wondering when milton's gonna show up in minecraft like just great. keep wondering you know what uh, we're hoping um we're hoping they had a great chance on the sixth and they totally fucking cocked it up um i don't know what to tell you about that uh, um in it's worse than 9-11. It's fucking, it's a Maybe travesty. Biden has to come up, out and say, I'm going to have to have you move to storage room B. Yeah, maybe. That's, I don't know. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, that's an office space uh, reference for you young kids who don't know. You should go rent the movie. Oh, that's oh, right. They don't even have a fucking blockbuster anymore. Uh, anyway. <laughs> um, that, play, yeah. that was like a liminal space. Like just being at blockbuster it was great it was a great memories dude we would get high as fuck and go like pick out like a stack of videos to fucking watch all night and the candy was on the way out dude oh man blockbuster was a fucking 25 dollar job by the time i got out of that place 
Like stuffing shit experience. into my pockets. Oh, it was great. It was a great experience. It was an it was experience. Yeah. Like going to the arcade back in the day, playing Mortal Kombat. Right, right. Yeah, I was gonna say that's that's another thing. They're that, early like, on a Friday nope. night with the new releases. That's, Otherwise, yep. you weren't getting shit. You're yeah. goddamn mm-hmm. right. Yep. yep. Uh, yep. You fucking kids don't know. Right. Now you have your, like, your fuck. Netflix. All the copies are gone. Yep. <laughs> what are we gonna watch now? Jaws three again. I don't think so. <laughs> Yo, I fucking loved the Jaws movies, though. Still. Yeah, the, the third one wasn't that good. The first one, I think, was my favorite. Oh, the yeah. First one's one's the, it, it was the first ever summer blockbuster. Smile, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Boom. Even though, Boom. thank you, Mythbusters. We know it. Does, it's a fucking Oh, I love that show. I fucking that, love that show no, still. Like, still one of my top three shows ever was Mythbusters. Easily easily like they're like special place in my heart like fucking grant imahara rest in peace like yeah that was sad yeah that was sad what are you gonna do man hey what are you gonna do though everybody gets a ticket no there are there are no free rides here um i uh i only have one other thing that i wanted to bring up uh with what would a use guys uh in that podcast episode be without um shitting on the police and uh, for good reason, by the way, I think that uh, those of you who have been with us since the beginning or what have you uh, will definitely appreciate. Now, if uh, you're not familiar, the Free Thought Project is one of our favorite places to go to. Uh, Matt Agarist, who is on Twitter, uh, is the author of this article that comes from the 10th of February of this year. Um, the the uh, in Harrington uh, the, to this town called Harrington, uh, parents of children at uh, Narragagas Junior Senior High School in Harrington, Maine, saw Officer Jeffrey Bishop's car parked in front of the school. They likely felt secure, knowing that a cop was protecting their children, but Bishop was protecting no one. Instead, he was selling them deadly fentanyl. Bishop, 53, what? of Cherryfield, is charged with four counts of aggregate, ag- aggravated furnishing of scheduled drugs, as well as one count of unlawful trafficking in Schedule W drugs under Maine law. Schedule W drugs are amphetamines, cocaine, and its derivatives, heroin, and similar opiates, and other drugs that are considered most harmful. Before he was arrested, likely knowing it was coming, Bishop submitted his resignation on the 12th of January, 2021, and his last day of employment was January 30th. Um, How long was he on the force for? Oh, well, I'm sure he's going to have a pension, don't you? I was going to say, like, I bet you he's still got his retirement, like. No, this is good. The investigation was launched after police busted a minor at the school who was in possession of multiple pills of hydrocodone and around 800 milligrams of fucking 800 milligrams of fentanyl. According to the CDC, just three milligrams of fentanyl is enough to kill an average size. Yeah, that's fucking a ton. This cop, quote, had no problem giving a child over 250 lethal doses of the drug. So if you want to see more of that, we have that. We will have the article in the show notes. But just so you know, the police are not your friends. They're not here to protect you. And they're here to sell fentanyl to your fucking children at a state run public school. What they so, do with the kid when they caught him? Did he get in trouble? I um, bet you he probably it did. Didn't say it didn't say. But, oh, no. You know that he got suspended, which is so fucked. Well, right? he probably but that's the whole point. Like, Where'd you get it from? I got it from the cop. That's probably true. <laughs> to sell it. And he was probably afraid to say no at, at some point in fucking time. That's like, probably true. Hopefully the kid just gets off scot-free, he's, man. Listen, he's like, lucky to get away alive. Oh, yeah, for sure. Touching right. that shit. Like yeah. in the bag, even even the dust on the outside. You've heard people fucking uh, get sick from just touching, like having to get into their pores. So yeah, it's, it's really... Uh... It could have been a far more tragic story. I it's think that they should, 
take the fentanyl and shove it up the cop's asshole and let him die like that. That uh, in, in Minecraft, of course. Yeah, in my yeah, in Minecraft. No Fed posting on all of our all of our FBI handlers just went fuck. <laughs> Ripping the headset off. <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs> we, we had him. <laughs> um, we almost had him. We almost had yeah, this goddamn man. Just had to say in Minecraft. God damn it. Uh, does anybody have anything else before we wrap it up? No, not, oh. not in reality or Minecraft. Not in oh, reality man. or in Minecraft. Okay, before we conclude for the evening, I would like to also direct you to our sponsor, Akron Apothecary, also known as Todd the Gay's Gay Soap. If you have a dirty asshole, which I know a lot of yous do, we all get it, mud butt, you get the oily mm. sensation if you had too much fish the night before, Ugh. and it is Lent, and I know a lot of you Catholic right. folks like to eat that on Friday nights. Eat well, oily fish and then shart your pants. Yeah. Lent right now? It's not a good feeling. It's almost, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think today's uh, Ash Wednesday. Wait, Brian with the Y has something too. Oh, oh okay. yeah, I was going to, I was. you can keep, you can finish this part, but I did have something I want. Okay, I'm going to finish this part. Yeah. So if you like to have a clean asshole and you like to support a local business, please check out Akron Apothecary, also known as Todd the Gay's Very Gay Soap. My personal favorite, of course, would have to be the orange scented soap, but he also does a sweet tart and cocoa butter, cocoa citrus sorbet and sea salt. It's very, very chic, very, very unique peppermint poppy seed. These are not to be eaten. These are to wash your asshole. And of course, he has <laughs> the opposite old soap, right? It, it, it's for the other end. <laughs> yeah, this is for the going out portion from your, you know, you, you ate two and a half burritos from Chipotle. You were high. Mm -hmm. You have a dirty ass. You, you know, got mud butt. <laughs> this is where it's at. Chocolate, raspberry and cocoa butter. I mean, having a chocolate raspberry and cocoa butter smelling ass is far more preferable right. than the alternative, which you're experiencing right now. I'm while trying you're to convince show. him to do a peppermint and tea tree oil uh, soap. So hopefully maybe he'll try that next. That would be very nice. So please check out our sponsor, Akron Apothecary. See Todd the Gay. If you see him, let him know that we want him to change the name of the soap. And before we conclude, also, we're going to let we're going to turn it over to Brian. But I also have to say. Spasibo Tavarish. Uh, thank you to our listeners in the former Soviet Union. That is the Russian Federation. You guys have been popping up. I appreciate it very much. We appreciate you guys listening. And of course, those of you in the fruited plains still downloading the shows like crazy. It's funny every day I see people like come up with the fucking weird like old episodes, right? Like they're like, oh man, there's a fuck you Friday number two. That's not even my favorite one. I told you guys number three was the best. And by the way, if you want to hear the additional fuck you friday that we recorded not too long ago you subscribe to patreon we have a bunch of content on there we uploaded a fuck you friday episode i'm not 100 convinced if we're going to be keeping it on patreon but we decided not to move it out because guess what those guys paid for it they get the bonus episode so mm -hmm. go ahead check it out and uh, those of you that sign up you have the chance to win a free t-shirt from us truly so um uh in conclusion of my bit before we hand it over to brian paul b from b-town uh, he's building a radio. He's having a hard time with it, Paul. You fucking stick with it. Don't you ever give up on uh, on your hobby. You're making great progress. Uh, we both agreed that Putin should be the czar of Russia in our uh, text message conversation. You're a good man, Paul. You keep up the good fucking Isn't work. Isn't he already, like, already the, the czar of in Russia? In name only. He yeah. Just yeah, yeah, the guy, the opposition guy is already in prison. Like yeah. Navalny, Navalny is in jail. Oh, he's not dead yet? No, he's no, the no. fall guy. Like, yeah, so, like, do they, yeah, do they just murder those people every time? Like, they have somebody that they have to throw up against Putin, and then they're like, oh, well, 
Yeah, like we're, were they already just going to off that guy? So they're like, ah, oh, fuck it. You might as well be try to be the next president. And then yeah, might as well <laughs> go for the win. But uh, yeah. But on that note, thank you very much for our international listeners. We're very grateful for all of you that listen in Germany and, of course, in France, in Spain, Portugal. I could go on. The next time I'll read off the list again. I know I've gotten away from that. I'm going to turn it over to Brian so he can uh, walk us out of this thing. Go ahead, Brian. Oh, I mean, I wasn't even it's not about walking out. I was we didn't talk about the uh, the dude that murdered his neighbors over snow in pennsylvania oh that guy uh, angel's gonna give me the link and i'm gonna put that up let uh, so on youtube i subscribe to a a, a channel called active self-protection and you know the guy just basically breaks down videos um on how you can um de-escalate escape and avoid uh Mm -hmm. you know the five d's plus one um basically like avoidance tactics or like when to take your opportunity to defend yourself Mm -hmm. in certain situations sometimes they involve weapons sometimes they involve hand-to-hand combat you know it it just kind of you know depends on the, the altercation so he he reviews various videos and breaks them down um he also recommends that you know you do some uh martial arts and learn how to you know maybe do some judo or any type of martial arts or fighting skills to try to help you with, um, you know, hand-to-hand combat if sure. you were ever to get in that situation. Yep. So he, there's this video on there where there's this feuding neighbor and neighbors and uh, this guy just snaps and uh, he basically executes them in the middle of the fucking street. Yeah, like at point blank range. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's, it's disgusting. Terrible. He like, fucking... So- Oh, man. First, it was with a pistol. Okay, so the whole thing kicks off with something as fucking ridiculous as throwing snow on his property. And then this couple, this married couple, start getting in his shit and yelling at him and calling him a pussy and all this other stuff. The dude goes into his house, comes out with a pistol, points it at them. And then the lady is like, I got her cell phone. She's like, oh, I want like, you know, egging him on, essentially. And he fucking starts shooting. And eventually hits both of them, then puts the pistol up to her head, shoots her in the head. She survives. Yeah, that shit was whack. He dumped the mag into the dude. He's still alive. You can hear the groaning. You can hear him. He goes back into his house, gets his rifle, and at point blank range executes the woman and the dude like walks up to them with the rifle and hada right in the fucking head. He literally says something to her right before he does it too. He's like, you should have kept your fucking mouth shut yep. or something. And then shoots them in the face. And it's just like, Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Then he walked into his house and then he did what he should have done from the beginning, which was just, you know, shoot yourself instead of shooting two other people. Yeah. He just uh, took them down with him. The point is guys, there's something to fight. There's things to fight over and there's things not to fight over. And you should always be respectful and, you know, because there's crazy people everywhere. Yeah. And just, you know, do, do your best to mind not your uh, business. Yeah. Mind your own business. Right, mind, mind your own goddamn business. And Keep never fucking... escalate a situation. If somebody's pissed off at you, whether in your car or you're standing out in front of your house, just say, look, man, I'm really sorry. What can I do to make this right? You know, and, and the best you can, if you can, I mean, escalate. Yeah, or yeah. If, you know, pride is a motherfucker. <laughs> run away. Just don't even engage. It's, it's not worth dying over, gang. Yeah. Not worth dying over. So no. yeah, check out that video. It's gonna be in the show notes. Um I don't have anything else. 
Uh, and once again, we said goodbye to everybody already, right? Yeah, we did. Okay. All right. Yeah, we, yeah, we already, we already went through that spiel. We went through that spiel. So yeah. thank you guys very much for listening. We appreciate your support. Uh, please don't forget to retweet, subscribe to the page. Um, uh, Christopher is going to be taking a look at Odyssey. We might be up there soon. And I have been dabbling with getting a TikTok going for this fucking channel. Oh man. Um, I, I, I think Brian would be best at handling that since he probably already has it. That is, uh, that's profiling. That's <laughs> that's ageist. Yeah. It is ageist. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry, kiddo. I'm fine. Uh, you probably already have a TikTok account, <laughs> do you, young whippersnapper? <laughs> I do, but that's beside the point. <laughs> I also I also have a TikTok account. So oh, okay. See, see, see I Brian? do. I do. Not... Yeah, it still it still keeps me up at night sometimes. When uh, you uh... that, I was like, what the fuck is a TikTok? Like I I had to like research it. One minute videos. Yep, one minute video. A, a maximum of one minute. Some that's their only. Do. That's the only thing. So it's just they try. That's the only rule, really. Well, I mean, that that's not the only rule. Like but people that's get like, like the, banned. Like, but like that's like no, how like the, there's no video seconds. longer than there's no, no video longer is, than a minute. Okay, Vine it's, it's cool. all about the short clips. Vine is very cool. I yeah, like I miss Vine. It's like it tried to be. It's just trying it's, to expand from Vine. Like right. that's all it is. All right. Well, we might be having one of those. So uh, stay tuned. But uh, get at us info at useguyspod.com, useguysinvet at gmail.com. And you can find all our Twitter handles on uh, the show notes. So mm-hmm. from all of us, thank you very much. Uh, we march on to 5,000 uh, downloads. Uh, don't forget to tell your friends, retweet and share, right. subscribe. <laughs> Thank you very Give much. Give us more downloads faster, and thank you guys. Yeah, because yeah, that way we you. can go out to eat. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> We're hungry. Yep, we are. Right. Starving. That's right. Thank you, everybody. All right. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.